how to attain a rising star status when building your personal brand with Mike Kim, episode 36. Let's do it. Welcome to the Rebel Growth Podcast. I am Borja Beso, and every week I bring you step-by-step growth and online marketing strategies that you can actually implement in your business to see some results. It's my pleasure to have you here, and let's start with another episode now. Hello, guys. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast, Ask Rebel Growth. If this is the first time listening for you, you should know that this podcast used to have a different name, and now it's called the Rebel Growth Podcast, and I am super excited that it finally happened. I've been planning for for this moment for a very long time, and I'm very excited to finally be releasing the first episode as the Rebel Growth Podcast. Now, for today's episode, we're talking about attaining a rising star status if you are building a personal brand, if you're looking to be recognized as an authority or as an influencer in your industry. I have with me Mike Kim from MikeKim.com, and we're going to talk about what it takes to attain that rising star status, which is pretty much self-explanatory. Um, for these, we are assuming that there are different levels of authority that you can attain when you're building a personal brand and trying to be recognized as an authority. So the rising star status is uh, basically when you are rising as an authority and you are pretty new, but you are becoming a, uh, you know, someone to look up to. And uh, Mike has a very detailed process on how you can achieve that. Uh, different strategies like connecting with other people who are in the same level, level of, as you or uh, connecting with influencers that are at a higher le- level and uh, all sorts, sorts of different strategies that you can implement to actually uh, achieve this, this rising star status. And for today, we also have a contest going on. You can learn more about it at mikekim.com forward slash star. That's mikekim.com forward slash star. Um, you can head on over there, read the guidelines, and uh, participate. And now, without any further ado, let's jump into the interview with Mike and learn how you can attain that star rising star <laughs> status. <laughs> let's do it. Mike Kim, man, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. I went to your session at Podcast Movement and, and I loved it. And ever since then, I knew I had to have you on the show. So welcome, man. It's my pleasure. Bora, I'm a dude. I am pumped to be here, man. I'm honored. I'm yeah. honored you were at the session and I'm honored that I'm here on your show even more. <laughs> well, it's honor, honor. All right. <laughs> so Mike, <laughs> why, why, why don't we humor our, our listeners and, and uh, tell them a little about what it is that you do? And, and and who you are. Sure. Um, well, I'm a marketing consultant, and uh, my background was in marketing at the corporate level. I was the chief marketing officer of this company. Right outside of New York City, I live in New Jersey. Uh, I tell everybody New York City because everyone knows what that is. No one knows what New Jersey is, you know. Uh, <laughs> but for a couple of years, I was in the corporate world. I was in the C-suite with this company and uh, had tremendous success there. But, uh, you know, like so many of you guys may be listening in, I wanted out of my day job. It was still a day job, you know what I mean? And so from uh, the start of my tenure as a marketer, uh, I really started just taking my own clients, building my own personal brand, 
and helping others, you know, get their website set up or get their marketing done. And I prefer to work with people who are in the personal brand space, people who are coaches, consultants, authors, uh, freelancers, anyone whose name is on the company name business card. That's who I want to work with, even though my background was in corporate, because I really like the speed with which we can move, you know, and podcasting and blogging has been a huge part of that. My podcast has been a big part of helping me grow my business. And um, earlier this year in August, I left my full-time corporate marketing job and I'm now 100% focused solely on my own business. And that involves a lot of still helping other people uh, build their personal brand. So that's what I do. Congrats. And what's, uh, you mentioned you have a podcast. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us the URL or the name so people can check it out? Yeah, sure. It's called The Brand You podcast with Mike Kim brand and then you uh, Y-O-U because you know all of us are a brand you know that name I took just mm -hmm. shamelessly from Tom Peters famous article years ago about how we are all our own brand and I just started a podcast on that because again I work with personal brands that's my passion uh, that's where I feel like I can help people get the most results and if you want to check it out it's on iTunes you just type in Mike Kim and you'll see it there or uh, you can check out all the episodes that are hosted on my website at mikekim.com forward slash brand you podcast. So, um, you know, it's like a crash course in marketing, man. I mean, the first five to seven episodes, I tell everyone to listen to if you're getting started out with your personal brand, it's like a crash course and uh, it's all free. It's all right there. So a lot of fun and um, I, I just love podcasting. <laughs> How long have you been doing it? Have you oh, man. I, well, uh, as of today, right. I just hit 50 episodes. Oh, man. So, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I still want to get to 50 episodes. <laughs> you can get there faster. You don't have to wait every week like I did, you know. But, uh, dude, I, I do weekly episodes, and um, I, I'm not that consistent of a person. But when it came to podcasting, dude, I was point on. I was like, I cannot miss an episode. And for some reason, I just stuck it through. And I, it's just, I'm very proud more of the fact that I made it to 50 every week than just, you know, just doing a podcast overall. So, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I awesome. do have over 50 episodes recorded. I mean, I've recorded over 50 interviews. I just, I mean, you just haven't, haven't come the time to publish all 50 episodes, you know? Right, <laughs> Because right. I do one a week. Uh, but that's going to change soon. Um, by the time this episode goes live, by the time you are listening, this would have already changed, guys. Uh, what I mean by that is that I'm, pu I'm, I'm publishing, I'm uh, releasing five new podcasts all, all under the same brand. Um, nice. By that time, or by this time, <laughs> uh, in the future, uh, you guys, uh, it's going to be called uh, the Rebel Growth. Uh, the whole brand is going to be called Rebel Growth, and the whole pod the, the five podcasts are going to be about five different segmented topics on the whole growth and marketing industry. And that, of course, is going to allow me to allow me to go beyond fifty episodes really quickly. <laughs> so, welcome to the future, guys. Here welcome we are. To the, welcome to the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I was thinking out the other day while while uh, I was doing research, you know, trying to decide on which of all the amazing topics that you talk about I, I should cover on the show. I came across the Rosetta Stone concept, right? Um, I love uh, I love the way that you wrote about that concept. It's so, such such uh, you know with such elegance and and very savvy and and you know intellectual uh, writing <laughs> style. So I really I mean it. Uh, I congratulations on that. I, I really like your your writing style. 
So why why don't you tell me and and the audience in the future <laughs> what is <laughs> what is the Rosetta Stone uh, concept in yeah, the so, branding world? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, if you guys aren't familiar with the Rosetta Stone in real life, not the language learning course. This is like the real Rosetta Stone. It was like this stone tablet that archaeologists had discovered in like 1799, like in the Nile Delta or something. And the amazing thing about this stone was it helped people break the code, you know. And basically what it had were were like three different languages on one stone that were all the the translation of one another. So the linguists were able to reverse engineer their knowledge of one language to understand the meaning of like these ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics that they could never understand. And so basically what it is, it, it was a code breaker. You know, it, it, it unlocked all these new possibilities, all this new understanding, and really uh, unlocked access to a whole new world. And when it comes to personal branding, I feel that there is a Rosetta Stone that... Honestly, Borja, not a lot of people talk about, not a lot of people even understand, but as a marketing strategist, as someone who has been involved in this kind of space, both on a corporate and a personal brand level, uh, to me it's very, very clear that there is a code breaker out there, and what I, I, what I call it is simply rising star status. You've got to be known as a rising star. So that's it. Okay, so... Um how do you define a rising star? And wh when can you define yourself? When do you know you, you've made it as a rising star? Well, I don't know when you might necessarily make it. I, mm -hmm. I think one indicator is when people of influence are reaching out to you and promoting you. Okay. That's, that's big because if you think about, well, well let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Like, think about every big name expert that you follow, right? That you guys tuning in might follow right now. Um, on yeah. the marketing industry. Yeah, in the marketing industry, business, or whatever, business whatever, industry, anything, yeah, right? Anything. And at some point, they were a beginner. And if you're in the personal branding space, if you're in you know, business, online business especially, here, here's the crazy thing. You can't go to eBay <laughs> and buy 100,000 readers. You can't do that. I don't care how much money you have. You can't do that. You can't go buy a huge email list and 100,000 followers on Twitter uh, that are actually legitimate, that will be, truly be interested in what you're saying. So um, you can't just go buy this stuff. You can't inherit it. You have to earn it. Mm -hmm. And all of these people who are big names out there, I, Pat Flynn, um, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, Michael Hyatt, any of these guys out there, they were all at some point or another a beginner, right? Just like, just like you might feel like you are right now if you're tuning in. You might feel like, oh, Mike, you know, I don't know. Man, nobody knows who I am. I'm a nobody, right? But if you look at these people and you look at how they ascended to reach where they are today, all of these folks had a very specific journey, but there are commonalities between them. You know, Maybe you start seeing their names on other blog posts or they were interviewed on some of your favorite podcasts. And then eventually you saw them doing like affiliate, you know, joint venture relationships with product sales. You know what I mean? Right. And you just start to see them everywhere. And everywhere. Everywhere. And, and this did not happen by dumb luck. I know that's what a lot of people think. Oh, you just got lucky or somebody found your blog and you just had this magical moment. No way, right? So th this did not happen by dumb luck. So um, what I tell folks, and I tell this to my own clients you know, that I work with, you know, I, I walk them through a plan on how to best position yourself 
as a rising star. So I can, we can get into that if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the first thing uh, is that you want to be the best testimonial you can possibly, possibly be for somebody. Let's say that um, you buy a course from somebody, okay? And you want, to, you want to be the best student of that course possible. Here's why you should take the course. First of all, let's say, let's say um, there's a guy out there and he has 100,000 people on his email list, okay? Um, but he puts out a paid product or a training course and only 1,000 people take that course. Okay, so now you, instead of being one out of 100,000 people, you're now one out of a thousand people. So the odds have increased greatly, right? For them to take notice of you. And that expert or guru is going to pay more attention to you. Why? Because you're a paying customer. Like, I don't care how big like an expert is. They really care about what people say about their products, right? Right. So now you're one of a thousand. But if you can jump to the head of that class, if you can stick out and be one of the best 100 or even one of the best 10 students they have and get massive results, and you blog or you podcast about that person's course, I tell you, they will take notice. They will absolutely take notice. And I've done this like literally <laughs> with every course that I've ever possibly taken that I could do this with, I did. I did it with uh, Cliff Ravenscraft's podcasting course. You know, I consider him, I, I don't know, I would say he's a friend, but he's definitely an acquaintance. He knows who I am. We see each other here and there all the time, you know. Right. Um, I've done this with Michael Hyatt's courses. I've done this with uh, Amy Porterfield's marketing courses with Facebook ads. Um, they know who I am now. You see what I mean? Right. And once they come back to my website or my podcast and they say, yo, this guy's kind of got it together. I want to share about these results with my own audience. I'm doing their marketing for them. So that's really the first step. You just, If you're taking a course with somebody get the best possible results you can with it and then make a big deal out of it. And and you will borrow that superstar's authority. But a lot of these uh, of these authorities courses are pretty expensive. I mean, I know of some of these courses that you just mentioned or I know some of these uh, people that you just mentioned have courses that are that go up to almost 2000 uh, yeah. at sometimes. Um what what's I mean? If you don't mind sharing, how much do you think you have invested in courses? Oh, <laughs> oh man, it's right. It's right. Easily over ten thousand dollars for sure. Really? Um, but let me say this. Okay, so that's a really good point. I wasn't going to bring this up, but you reminded me of something. Uh, are you familiar with Ramit Sati from "I Will Teach I You will to teach Be Rich"? You. Yeah, I am. yeah, of course, right? Everyone knows Ramit. And one of Ramit's things, I'm on his email list, of course. And one of the things he likes to say is, he wants his free content to be better than anyone else's paid content. So I recently bought a house about six months ago, right outside of New York City. He lives in New York City. I know he's based out of there from time to time in New York. And he was opening up enrollment for his new course, uh, one of his courses, uh, I think it was Zero to Launch, right? And so I didn't feel like I needed to take the course because I already launched my own business. But I wrote him back from one of his promotional emails and Bora, this is literally what I did in the email. I said, hey, Ramit, um, you know, I know one of the things you've said is that you want your free content to be better than your paid content. Here's a picture of my new house. <laughs> and I literally threw it in the email. I was like, I helped your free content help me buy this house. I'm not kidding. 
And then I asked him, I was like, I would love to take zero to launch, but this is where I'm at in my business. Do you recommend that I take it? And then we began an email dialogue. Now, he wouldn't know who I am right now. There's no way because a million people write him all the time. Right. But the point is that he wrote me back. He was like, dude, this is amazing. He's like, when are you going to take one of the other courses? And we went back and forth like three or four times. And I was like, well, you tell me which one to take. I'm really interested in your consultant's course, right? Mm -hmm. And then he asked me for some figures. And he's like, how much are you making? What are your projections from this year? And I told him, he's like, okay, dude, I don't actually want you to take this course. I want you to wait and wait six months and tell me what your financials are after that. And let's talk again. And the cool thing is he didn't push me to take one of these really expensive courses. I rewarded him. I felt like he was really, he was genuinely encouraged and blessed that I was able to tell him, Yo, look at this. And we bought a beautiful house, man. I tell you, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful four-bedroom house right outside New York City. It's you know tough area to, to, to settle roots in, but we, we pulled it off. And a huge part of that was Ramit's free content. So you know, even right there, I became the best testimony I could possibly be of his free content. And I told him, I was like, if you need someone to you know, give a testimony about just your free stuff, let me know anytime. So even right there. And uh, you know, if I if I want to do, I could probably email him back some other time and just, hey, I don't know if you remember me, wrote to you, bought this house right outside of New York, and blah blah blah. So it can work even with free stuff. Yeah, you you already built uh, the bridge. Yes. Right. And uh, all you have to do is um, put some sprinkles over the bridge whenever you want to, <laughs> <laughs> whenever you want to take t- take it for further. Uh, Absolutely right, man. And I, I and I'm even more apt to do that with him because he didn't push me to buy something. He wasn't looking to make a buck off of me. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he was, was just genuinely free, happy yeah, that his free stuff really helped somebody like me. Right. Um, and okay. So we have that covered, right? You can become the best. Uh, step one is become uh, the best testimonial that someone could possibly have for their paid program or product. What is um, the next thing that you can do? Okay, another thing that I did early on in my personal brand journey was that I would write blog posts or feature podcasts about other rising stars, not experts or gurus, because, you know, Ramit doesn't need me to write a blog post about him. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't really need me. Um, uh, Michael Hyatt doesn't need me to do a podcast episode about him. He has a million people that read his stuff every month, right? But what I did early on was I looked in the online space and Maybe somebody like you, Borja, or maybe somebody that is also on the rise. Uh, Jared Easley, I did this with, mm-hmm. who co-founded Podcast Movement, where it's we were just at. a very good friend. Yeah, yeah, he, perfect example, right? So um, before I ever even contacted Jared, we never had emailed each other, never even tweeted each other. I loved his podcast called Stir the Doubts. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote this, this, this short little blog post about why I loved his podcast. I think it was called like Five Reasons I Love Jared Easley's Star of the Doubts show. And I didn't even email him and tell him that I wrote written a blog post. I just threw it out and, you know, put his Twitter handle on my blog post and then just shared it. Well, obviously he read it right. and he was super thankful and he emailed me right away and we talked and we built up this relationship, this friendship and um, at the time, this was before Jared did anything with Podcast Movement. This is when he just had one little podcast. Nobody really knew who he was. And he, but I liked him. I liked how he carried himself online. 
I liked what he was saying. I liked what he was doing, how he was always like really trying to promote other people. He has amazing networking uh, uh, abilities. I'll tell he you does. That. And he's a very genuine uh, genuine person. I mean, we'll, we're talking about him right now. So, yeah. you know, that's that's proof, proof, you know, right, yeah. right there. And like I, I and I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like I was like really tactical about this. I, no, I really enjoyed his show and I really enjoyed him. But I could also tell like this guy was going places. You know what I mean? Right. I, I just knew he was going to do something big. And I wrote this thing up about him. We became friends. And to be totally honest, that is probably how I landed a speaking engagement at Podcast Movement because we're just good friends. And he really likes the way that I do things, how I carry myself. And it was just a natural invitation for him to extend it to me. I was super honored. I was like, you could pick anybody else. He's like, no, I really want you to share. Now, if you think about other people that might be like, now Jared's a big star now, you know, <laughs> yeah, but if you think about other people that might be where Jared was a couple of years ago that are going places, man, I, I'm, I'm just telling you guys, just, just be generous with your content because there are very few people who will devote an entire blog post or a podcast to one person. They might put them in a list of top five people you should be listening to or whatever, there are very few people that will do an entire blog post about them. So if you connect with them and even become friends with them to a certain extent while they're making their own ascent, you will kind of benefit from that as well. So uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed like all these guys that we consider gurus these days, you, know, you ever notice how they only do business with one another? Yeah. But it's because and there's and there's yeah. different there's different uh like sort of sub communities of and you know of um I I don't know how to call them entrepreneurs or gurus or however you want to call them for different reasons but yeah they always do business with with one another you have to sort of be accepted into into yeah. the circle but here's what I think about that I think it's because so many of them made the ascent together like they're like yeah dude in like in two years and three years when like you know your podcast is reaching like tens of thousands of millions of people and hopefully so is mine we're gonna look back at today and be like that was funny you know Mm -hmm. and and we'll we'll just still be friends because we were friends now when we were starting out and we'll be friends later when we have our success like 10x more than what we're experiencing now and that's what I'm saying. If you can, so the first point is okay, fine. Reach out to the guru, try to be their best testimony. But the second point is get around other people that you're growing with, that all of you are growing in your exposure and your influence together. Because once you attain that, you're going to be associated with one another, and that really lends to that rising star status as well. So, okay, people might not know me, but they know Jared, and they know I'm friends with Jared, and they're automatically going to think what. Oh, Mike must be a somewhat legit guy if Jared likes him, and that's what I'm saying. That that right. association. And really if uh, I just want to make a pause because this is a great moment to talk about this. If you are in South Florida and you want to connect with Jared or with me or with other amazing podcasters, um, we hold uh, a week. Well, Jared holds. He's uh, the founder of it. Um, uh, a monthly podcast meetup at Fort Lauderdale and the next one's going to be on October the 10th uh, so if you're interested in that just head on over to meetup 
and search for Podcast South Florida, and you just have to, uh, you know, join, and that's it. It's free, no charges, and and we'll love to see you there because we we love the community. It's a really, really, really uh, engaging community, and we help each other other out, and it's great for networking as well. Yeah, South Florida is like this podcasting hotspot, man. You it guys is. got everybody it down is. there. Jared's down there. You're down there. Uh, Donald Kelly, I know, is down yeah. there. Uh, a lot of guys, John Dennis, like all these guys are. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So let, let's carry on with building your rising star status. Okay. So the third and kind of final thing I want to recommend is is, is this. Like um, number three, you've got to make yourself recommendable. And what I mean by that is this, that um, let's say that you write up about some fellow rising star or you give a great testimony about one of these gurus, but your website just looks like trash, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right? And your Twitter feed looks like crap and like you just don't know what you're doing. And, and, and these people are going to say, well, I really appreciate you, Mike, for doing this write-up about me, but your podcast or your blog is so awful that I'm not going to actually tell people that you wrote about me. And the, and what a waste, right? Because there's a huge difference between being appreciated and being recommended, mm-hmm. right? And you have to be recommendable. If you really think about what that word means, I'm a word nerd. I'm a copywriter. That's one of my specialties in marketing. So I'm really into words. And if you really look at what that word means, commend is the root. And commend simply means to praise somebody. Praise. So when you, yeah, when you recommend somebody, you're literally re-praising them. You're praising them again to a friend or a family member. So the big question is, is your stuff, is your online presence, is your website, is your blog, is your branding, is your social media, are those things worthy to be praised from somebody else? Is it of such great quality that those huge names out there are going to say, oh my gosh, I really want to be associated with this guy's success as he's on the rise. And I'll tell you, like, I mean, a lot of these guys have reached out to me for testimonials and I've done promos for Michael Hyatt's platform products and stuff like that because they they are looking to me as a, a great testimony of what they've done. But they wouldn't have extended that offer if people were able to check out my site and say, wow, this is awful. This is Michael's work, you know. This Mike Kim guy, he's like a noob. <laughs> so um, you have to, it, it's really just being recommendable, having a good-looking site, uh, have it look clean, have it look focused, and just it, it's almost like wearing the right type of clothes when somebody says, oh, go look at that guy or look, go look at that girl. You want to be well-dressed. You want to be well-prepped. You want to be ready. And that's really what I'm saying. Just, just be recommendable to people. Yes, that's, and that's when branding comes into play as well. A lot of your, your image and, and what you stand for. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, branding is one of those things like that. There's so many definitions of branding, but one of my favorite definitions is branding is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Right. And that is really true when you think about it. what do people say about what are we saying about Jared even right now, even though he's not listening to this podcast or maybe he is. That's branding right there. We love this guy. He's genuine. He's generous. And that's branding right there. And he's recommendable. We're talking about him on your show in front of thousands and thousands of listeners. So that right there, you want to reverse engineer and think about what is the message that you're conveying to people in your circle of influence and how do you want them to be talking about you even when you're not there? 
boom. <laughs> and I can think, I mean, I can think of one example of step number two. Uh, I was going through my waste, wasting time on Facebook <laughs> earlier today <laughs> on, down a rabbit hole, as you do as an entrepreneur. <laughs> and I came across a post by, um, a shared post by John Lee Dumas. Um, and it was an entrepreneur.com post written by Eric Sue. Sorry, mm. Eric, if I mispronounced your your last name. Um, and uh, Eric, who has the grace and and uh, of being an entrepreneur.com contributor, he wrote an entire post about uh, John. Mm. And uh, so, if you if you have a, you know that's sort of a tweak to the strategy. I mean, I, I think it could be very powerful if you have the ability of writing for a website like Entrepreneur. Um, you, you can make a, a post, a, a case study on, on such a big website about someone. And I'm pretty, I mean, and definitely I can clearly see it that they will love to share it. And that's, a, I mean, they'll appreciate it for sure. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like, I, I mean, I've had people do that for me. Um, on these big websites, and I, I, I'll never forget uh, one of my friends, Kamanzi Constable, who writes mm. for Entrepreneur all the time. He was on episode he, four. If you want to check about what it is that Kamanzi can teach you, episode yeah, four of, of the now Rebel Growth podcast. Yeah, he's he's an amazing guy, and he I didn't even know him, and he did a write up of my podcast for mm -hmm. Entrepreneur. Beautiful, and, and you know a ton of people discovered the show because of that, but. I mean, that, I, I told him, and we're friends now, and I'm like, I will never, ever forget that. And, you know, we've continued to get to know each other, and he continues to be generous to me, has encouraged me in my own journey. And, uh, you know, I, I live right outside of New York City, and he got these free tickets to uh, the upcoming Entrepreneur 360 conference. Awesome. Because he's a con uh, contributor, and he just gave me one of the tickets, you know, just he's like, yo, I, I know you live right near there. Why don't you take one of my tickets and, and head over? He's not going to be there, but yeah, I just got free tickets from him too. So it's just, it's just, you know, you just never know what connections can. And, and really, boy, it really boils down to this: they're just friends. You know, they're just friends. And it's just being smart about your friendship. What do friends do for each other? They promote each other. They help each other. They make a big deal of one another. Right. They help each other out. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm talking about in point number two. And if for somebody who's trying to build an online business and gain exposure, one of the best things you can do as their friend is to give them exposure. Uh, since we started this interview, uh, a name came into my mind as a perfect example of, of this whole rising star status. Um, and I, I can't help but talk about it as proof of uh, the results that this person's, person is getting. I just wonder, I just want to see if you know, of, if you're picturing who I'm picturing. It's a person who is becoming very popular in the space. Uh, I'm very intrigued by her case study. Um, oh, it's a lady. I, I was going to say this other guy named Navid uh -huh. uh, Moazes, and he's like really gaining so much traction with his virtual summit okay. stuff. He's kind of like the go-to guy. And I What's I, his name? Navid Moazes. Uh, I'm going to reach out to him and let him know that we mentioned here. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's he's an amazing guy. And um, he's living the life. Um, he had me. He found me through my blog too, years ago, and asked me to do an interview for one of his like 
um, one of his like blog posts that he was putting together, and he just kept taking it up a notch every year, and he started doing these online summits. And now he is the go-to guy in online. So he travels the world. He's a total lifestyle entrepreneur. And I remember him from two years ago when he just emailed me out of the blue, hey, can you help me out and, and write a few paragraphs for this blog post? And I was like, who am I? I don't even know why you would want me, but I'd be honored. And um, now he's this superstar. So that's one guy that comes to mind. Who, who are you thinking of? I'm, just, I'm think, thinking about Cambro Luna. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love. Uh, I mean, I uh, the first time I ever heard about the, about her was on the Art of Paid Traffic podcast by yeah, Rick Mulready. Rick Mulready, right? Yeah, by yeah. Rick Mulready. And I remember I was I was driving to work, and I I just I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. You know, it was such an amazing story that I felt compelled to get to my computer and found, find out more about, about her hair. And when I saw how she looked like, how she was, I, I felt really connected with, with her ways. Um, then I learned her story, and it's quite, I mean, she definitely has a rising star uh, status. Yeah. But the way she did it is it's very different. You know, she sort of... Uh, she went and get it. I don't know. You have to, yeah. I mean, it would take me a whole episode to describe how she did it. Um, I'll try to get her on board and, and talk about it or, or I don't know, something, but uh, you'd have to, to go, go, go to Google and try to find out about her. And, and Kimbra, if, if you're listening, congratulations on that. I'll try, I'll reach out to you and let you, let you know about <laughs> this because otherwise we wouldn't make, we wouldn't be being true to the strategy that we're talking about. If you're going to mention someone on a piece of content, Make sure that you reach out and, and do the effort as a marketer to let your your peer, marketer, entrepreneur, <laughs> possibly networker, know that you're talking about them and, and establish that bridge, right? Yeah, it's it's good gossip, not yeah, bad it's, gossip. It's good gossip, for sure. All right. So, Kim, uh, Mike, um, why uh, any key takeaway from this whole strategy? Yeah, I, I really the the big thing I would say is just just be patient, um, but be strategic. And if you just follow these three steps, you're going to find that you're going to get a lot more traction um, than than you might have been getting so far. And and that's really the frustrating thing. And it, again, it all circles back to this is what breaks the code for a lot of people. Um, my personal journey, I've only been in the online space really since 2013. It's not even three years at the time of this recording. But am I a household name? No, not really. That's not necessarily what it's about. But when you attain rising star status where you get a few experts that are willing to vouch for you, other people that are going places that are connecting with you, you can make a very comfortable living doing that. You know, you can easily make a six-figure income doing that. And you don't have to be a super top A-lister or S-class blogger or podcaster in terms of traffic or recognition. But you can still be a star within your own circles of influence. And what I like to tell my own clients is you don't need to be world famous. You just need to be almost famous in order to have a very comfortable uh, and successful business. That would so be the just, quote for the episode. <laughs> there it is. Just be almost famous. That's all you need. Okay. Well, Mike, uh, thank you so much, man. Um, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all of my uh, uh, guests. I almost forgot about that. Um, who is your ideal customer? How do you oh, define yeah, your avatar? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, so when it comes to my marketing consulting work or um, you know copywriting anything that I I'm I'm paid for hire, it is a very very clear market to me. It is normally uh, a corporate professional who is somewhere between the ages of 45 to 55. Now, I'm 37, so it's a little bit older. It's a little odd, but my clients are almost all older than me. And they usually have a corporate background, and they're moving out of the corporate background and know a little bit about the online world, but don't have the time to execute everything, don't have the technical know-how, don't really know, again, how to market themselves. And that's where I come in. I'm sort of their strategist. I help shape their verbal, their visual, and even their value identity. And um, when I look at my client list, every single one of my clients falls into that line. Now, that's really different than my podcast listeners or my blog readers. Okay. But the people that pay me money are right in that niche. And I think my corporate background has something to do with it. I think they resonate with my personal journey coming out of the corporate space and heading into my own, you know, personal brand-based business. And you know, as much as I love all my listeners and all my readers, that's the market that I'm focused on right now in reaching. And I'm not saying that the age necessarily has something to do with it, but I have found that they fall into that age range. I think it's because of the finances involved cuz I you know, I, I don't I charge quite a bit to work one-on-one with people. And usually people in that age range have enough money to spend. The ones that are in their 20s and 30s don't always spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they've got to be a little bit more conscious because maybe they're you know still paying off school debt or maybe they've got young families with young kids and they don't have a lot of disposable income. My clients kind of had their kids out of the house. They're all grown up. They've made good money in the corporate world and they just want a turnkey solution with me. And, and that's, that's my ideal client. Now, it's different for my podcast, different for my blog, but those are the people that keep the lights on and help me pay for this house that I bought. So that's my ideal client. Right. And how does, uh, really quick, how does how do your, your readers and listeners look like? Well, Younger most people? of the, yeah, no. Well, I've taken surveys with my, uh, from my blog, and uh, I, I can send you a link to that uh, if you want because it's sure. really interesting. I did this whole marketing case study on myself, and this is exactly what I did when I was in corporate marketing because we'd have to look at projections and profit loss all the time. But my audience falls into very very distinct income levels. Um, about half of them make somewhere between fifty to seventy five thousand dollars a year, and the other half make um, like one twenty five and higher per year. So I'm missing this middle market, right? Financially, so I kind of know what my my audience can afford. Uh, I know that most of them are interested in building a personal brand, but they're short on time and money and know-how. Uh, that's what they responded to on my survey. So I do have people that are in their 30s that listen to my show, but the vast majority of people that at least filled out my survey fall right within that line where um, half are in their 30s and half are in their 40, 45 and up. It's really interesting. I, it really shocked me. But that's the power of a survey. That's the power of a survey right there. So, yeah. Mike, um, where can people go to find out more about you and stay connected with you? Yeah, they can go to my blog at MikeKim.com. That's where everything that I do uh, is hosted. But uh, in particular, if you are looking for help in terms of you know the, attaining this rising star status or marketing yourself, 
uh, a lot of the stuff that we talked about today. Uh, I'm running a new coaching course uh, called the Pivot Course, which is all about making a career pivot, making that transition from what you're doing now into what you want to be doing uh, in the personal brand space or online space, whatever that is. And for details on that, you can just sign up for free updates. There's nothing available yet, but you can get in early uh, with with know-how on that at www.thepivotscourse.com and all that stuff is there. So I'd love to help you out over there too. Okay, and that and everything that we mentioned in this episode is going to be in the show notes and you guys are welcome to check it out and there you have it guys three actionable steps for getting rising star status mike thank you so much man i really appreciate the value that you just brought on board to the podcast and uh i hope to have you again in the future man oh i would love to and uh, it was just again total honor and guys as you're tuning in thank you for tuning in and Go take action on this. It really, really works. And uh, let us let both of us know how you do. Yeah. Right? Cool. Chime in on the show notes or whatever. We'd, I'd love to check it out. All right, Mike. Uh, catch you later, man. Thanks. Absolutely. My pleasure. Okay. All right. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mike Kim about the Rising Star status. Everything that we mentioned in this episode, you can uh, head on over to rebelgirls.com forward slash rising dash star or rebelgrowth.com forward slash episode 36. And everything that we mentioned here will be right there. You can uh, see the links, all the resources, etc. cetera. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you took a lot of notes. Attaining a rising star status is an important process while in building a personal brand when you want to be recognized as someone who matters in your industry, when you want to be recognized as an influencer. Uh, as you can see, there are certain things that you can do and there are certain things that you shouldn't do. If you want to learn more about how to connect with influencers, you can listen to episode three back when this what used to be called the Money Diver podcast. Uh, it's now called the Rebel Growth Podcast. Just a friendly reminder. I'm super happy for that. I mean, I can't explain how happy I am that I finally made that happen. And you can listen to that with Jared, that episode. Again, episode three. Um, there's a lot of uh, tips and tricks on how to reach out to influencers or, or and use a podcast as a medium for connecting with influencers. That's something that we didn't mention in this episode, but it's a strategy that worked for me. It's actually the number one strategy that has worked for me. Um, but it would only be relevant if you are doing a podcast, if you are starting a podcast and doing interviews. So go out, guys. Implement what you learned, if relevant. And I'll see you next week. Four episodes.